I don't know if you've ever experienced this or had this, I don't know, fear or anxiety before. Uh, if you've ever gone with friends to like a party or to an event and you've driven like a half hour away and then you get you there, you're at the party, you're at the, the event, you're at the thing and you realize in that moment that you left your phone at home. And if you've experienced any anxiety with that, maybe even to the extent that you're like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. I have to go back home. I have to drive half hour to get my phone and I'll come back. Maybe, maybe not. Or like, I don't know if you've ever experienced anxiety or like attachment when you uh, go into the bathroom and you don't have your phone with you. I don't know. I guess not. <laughs> me neither. That's never yes. happened to me before. Um, but like the, the, the idea of like being attached to your phone or whatever um, is like something that's very, <laughs> it's prevalent in our minds and in our hearts and just like in ourselves, like needing to have our phone with us. Uh, there's a neurologist in Germany called uh, Dr. Spencer. His name is Dr. Spencer. And he like has done research on like neurological studies and screen time. And he coined the term, he coined the term diminishable dementia or like digital dementia, where people who are in high school, who are young adults, who are adolescents, they're experiencing literally in their brains digital dementia like it looks like they're old people um, with like how their brain is being structured, um, forgetting things, like not being able to hone in on different things. And yeah, he calls it digital dementia for those who have too much screen time in their life, um, that it's actually causing atrophy in the right brain. Like if we are spending too much time on screens, on iPads, on iPhones or whatever, like we are, our right brain can atrophy. Like the left brain is is very amenable to, to screen time, but the right brain literally can atrophy and things can happen. So much so that Dr. Spencer talks about how the biggest thing that's affected in the right brain by too much screen time is focus. Not the missionaries, but focus. <laughs> but like this idea, <laughs> just this idea that we have, we are not able to focus on one thing. We're not able to focus on like a, an overall goal. And we can see this, guys, in your midterms. A lot of you had midterms uh, recently. And how easy is it not to be able to concentrate or focus on the task at hand? That you have to go and do something else or like clean your room or like you can do so many different things instead of focus on the one thing that you have to do. Or like early in the semester, I remember, you guys remember the involvement fair where all the like clubs were outside and I saw people literally signing up and putting their emails down at like each table and each tent like signing up for like so there was this one kid who signed up for uh the uh was the, the club the computer science club also the rock climbing club by the way we're in flat Illinois I don't know why we have a rock climbing club here in UIC as uh, the October lovers club and the Newman Center as well like they so many students can't concentrate or focus on like one club or one thing. You have to like just sign up for everything and try everything out, which loses our sense of focus. And so it's very, very hard as young people to focus on things. And that's where um, the issues can come in with our faith, that it's so easy to lose focus of the one thing or of like the thing that truly matters and is important, who is God. And kind of everything else doesn't flow from that. And so, like, 
you look at the beginning of Genesis, the beginning of scripture, God gives one thing to focus on, like one rule, basically two rules to the people, to Adam and Eve. And he, what does he say? He says, be fruitful and multiply, do that, which is not a bad rule to have. Like God is saying, live and like give life to others, multiply. This is a good rule to have. And the other rule was, the other thing to focus on was don't eat that tree. And what happens is Adam and Eve, they fall, we fall into not focusing, not having our focus on, the, on that one thing. And so that leads to, you look at Deuteronomy, you look at Leviticus, these books where if you are able to read through the whole thing without falling asleep, that's amazing. But like here is all of these rules, all of these commandments within Deuteronomy and Leviticus, all because Adam and Eve couldn't focus on those one, two rules. That it was so hard that we have fallen into, like now we have to deal with all of these different commandments because we can't concentrate, we can't focus on that one thing. And here is Jesus Christ coming into the scene in the gospel where he gives us the two greatest commandments, the two things that we need to focus on that can make us into saints, that can make us into that great, those great people that we are called to be. Love God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole mind, with your whole self, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the one thing to focus on, but how often do we begin to focus on things that are not that? And that leads to fear, that leads to anxiety, that leads to not living the life that we're called to live, because we can't focus. I have uh, two friends who are in high school, they just graduated, they went to college, and when they were in high school, I got to know them really well. They started dating. And um, while they were dating, they, uh, they were just always, con- they wanted to live a life with the Lord, a good faith life. They wanted to have a holy relationship as high schoolers. But it was so difficult for them to concentrate on and to focus on the one thing. They, they actually took me out to coffee one day. And they basically sat me down and they're like, okay, Father, like we want to be good Catholics. So we want to have like a good relationship. But like, how far can we go with doing stuff before it's a sin? And like, they they started like listing off things. Like, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And like, people are walking by in the coffee shop. I'm like, let's keep it a little quieter. But here, they're asking like all of these things, like concentrating on the rules. On like the rules, except, and not focusing on, okay, love God with your whole heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And I shared something with... um, with them about uh, a quote that John Paul II had, which was to look at the other, to look at um, before you have a girlfriend, before you have a boyfriend, to look at that man as a brother in Christ, then as a future, a possible future spouse, or to look at that girl as a sister in Christ, to love her as a sister in Christ, and then as a possible future spouse. And um, the high school guy came up to me afterwards, like a couple weeks later, and he said, that literally changed everything. That I can now focus on her as a sister and someone who I truly love and look at the God who I love. And I no longer have to ask those questions of like, what can I do? What can't I do? Because I'm loving her as, as she should. Yeah, the rules are still there. The rules, we need the rules. We need, we need commandments. But when we concentrate on that one thing, when we focus on that one thing, which is loving God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with with your whole mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself, 
then those rules don't seem like rules anymore. They fade away and we can focus on that one thing. So my invitation is, what are the one thing, what, is, what are those things in our life right now which deter us from focusing on loving God and loving our neighbor? And to be able to, at Mass today, just abandon those things to the Father and to concentrate on and focus on God and our neighbor and the love that he has for us.